Three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome back to Out of Our End Zone Locker Soccer, the MLS Rundown Show with our guest Robert from Rambling Runoff. Uh, just to start, what MLS teams are you a particular fan of? Um, I'm a particular fan of the LA Galaxy. Um, if you're asking me what teams catch my interest in regards to their playing ability, I would say the Philadelphia Union, uh, who were the runners-up in this past MLS Cup last year, um, have, like I said, coming up, and I think this is their time to shine. Uh, Seattle is also a good, consistent team. They didn't make the playoffs last year because they were focused on CONCACAF, but uh, I think they should also be a good team. Uh, of course, we have the reigning champs, LEFC, who are pretty good. I mean, they won the whole shebang bang But, uh, yeah, um, I think for teams you need to watch out for, you got to watch out for Miami, Austin, and let me see. I guess we could throw an FC Dallas in there. Nice. All right. I'll swing it around. And what were your initial thoughts on the new Apple TV uh, broadcast? Uh, obviously, this is the first season and the first week of them doing it. Uh, I guess first, have you bought the Apple TV package? I unfortunately have not bought the new Apple TV package. However, there is free content on the Apple TV. So I was able to um, watch some of it and get to indulge in whatever material they, they had posted. So to my knowledge, they asked Apple asked all the, the MLS teams, hey, can you guys make content for like your page on our service? So I was able to watch like different teams like history or fan backgrounds or player backgrounds, things of that nature. Um, I know on my own podcast, we've discussed like what teams we're going to do. And yeah, they're kind of doing like a, I guess like a small, very teeny tiny hard knocks version of type of documentaries. Some of them are like six minutes long. Some teams I, I've seen have done 30 minutes long on their content. So it's not very consistent. But uh, from what I've seen, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, it's pretty, the, the mechanism that they have on Apple TV for the MLS is pretty understandable. You just get on there, you look for your team and then you just see what they got. That's pretty much it. All right. This one might be right around your wheel wheelhouse. What are your thoughts on the canceled LAFC LA galaxy game? That game has been moved to July 4th was supposed to be in the Rose Bowl. I believe it's still going to be. Um, I guess that was due to severe weather in Los Angeles. No, yeah. um, Like Alex said, the, the game got postponed, and, and due to severe weather, which in this part of the country is a, a little bit rare, uh, I can confirm it was torrential rain pour, uh, flooding in some places of Los Angeles. Uh, there is even hail at my house and in some other places there is even snow in southern california ain't that something but uh yeah it was uh they were worried that there was going to be a lightning and thunder in the area in which uh i don't know if you know this but the rose bowl is a bowl and there's no roof so whenever there's like a lightning delay like let's say for the nfl example for example they have to ask the fans and whoever else to go into covered areas in which that's just impossible at the Rose Bowl, obviously. So what were they going to do? Have people go to their cars 
and then come back later when it was no more lightning, which just sounds ridiculous even for me just saying it. But uh, yeah, I mean, as a person that lives in the area, it was a little bit disappointing. But uh, yeah, I mean, they were able to reschedule it pretty quickly, but somewhat oddly for a few fans. Uh, in consideration, like how you said, it's on Force of July now, which, fun fact, if you may have not known this, the LA Galaxy, similar to the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, always play on a holiday. And the Ga LA Galaxy always play on Force of July. They usually play that game at their current home stadium, the Nearly Health Sports Park, in which, surprise, surprise, uh, they already had a game scheduled that day at that stadium against uh, the newly um, founded St. Louis City SC. And yeah, it was going to take place on 4th of July on Tuesday, in which now that game has been rescheduled as well to September 10th, I believe. And yeah, um, 4th of July, it's going to be a lot of fireworks, not just <laughs> with literal fireworks, but with the soccer kind, because at the Rose Bowl, America Stadium, you're going to have El Trafico be at the Rose Bowl. I don't know. How, how does that sound to you, Alex? If you were a casual fan, wouldn't you want to go to that game? I think I would. But it all depends on what the temperature is in Los Angeles on July 4th. Uh, it seems I mean, like it could be a scorcher. I mean, it is the summer. It does get a little bit hot. Uh, this original game was scheduled at 6 p.m. my time. So in the nighttime, it does get a lot cooler. Um, So I, I wouldn't expect it to be too hot, even though I did see doing research. Uh, originally, they had people scheduled to come and park at the same around 1230. So if you wanted to come and tailgate around that time, then you can come as early as that. What was that? 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, a whole like five hours before the game. So. Uh, I mean, one thing I think people aren't like thinking about though it's it's Fourth of July, it's mo most likely a day off for a lot of people, and a lot of people are going to be on vacation not just here in the U.S. but around the world, and soccer is very popular. They're going to be like, hey, there's this big rivalry match on a random Tuesday on a holiday, let's just go watch the soccer match. So although it might be detrimental or like hurting. Others that have already bought tickets who weren't prepared to be moved onto a holiday. I'm pretty sure they'll still get a big turnout. It was speculated that uh they've had about what like 70,000 tickets sold or distributed, and their the Rose Bowl was 90,000 capacity. So I'm pretty sure they'll 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 get the records that they're looking for. Yep. All right, we look forward all the way to July 4th. For that game, moving on to a couple games that concern me living in Ohio. Start off with the, uh, you know, maybe more favorable games. Uh, since he took on Houston Dynamo in their home debut in 2023, they were, they went on to win 2-1 uh, with one goal in the 19th minute. By Sergio Santos, another goal in the 48th minute to take it. Houston had one goal by Tatchman in the 45th on extra time. Since he looks impressive in their home debut, uh, I did pick them to win. And, you know, Houston's kind of a lower table team as well. Do you have any thoughts on the Cincy game? 
Uh, I was able to see the highlights. They had a, a packed house down there in Cincy. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looked like a good game. You expected, I mean, I would probably expect maybe a draw out of this game just due to the fact that um, it's Cincy and Houston. Uh, I mean, no offense, but I mean, since he's still a new, uh, I'll say, quote unquote, franchise in the league, they're still building up a good team. Uh, they, I wouldn't say they have anybody too notable uh, on their squad. Uh, same thing for Houston. Um, I, I think Houston is just down in the dumps right now. I feel like they don't know what they want to do as a team right now because, like, same thing, since same similar Cincy problem they got. No big name, uh, except for me, Hector Herrera, who is a Mexican national team, like, superstar. And I feel like with him on your squad, you guys shouldn't be, like, squandering around and struggling out there, you know? So I think Houston's going to have to make some moves sometime soon or in the summer. Um, For Cincy, I'm not exactly sure what their game plan is, considering... When they first started out, they used TAM money, targeted allocation money, on a defender. So it was a little bit interesting. But, uh, yeah, we'd have to see where these teams go on from here now. Yeah, like I said, I picked Cincy to win coming off their, their playoff run. I do uh, expect them to be contenders high in the table uh, coming off their playoff season last year, going all the way to the Eastern conference finals but that is a 2-1 win for them moving on to my columbus crew 4-1 losers in philadelphia i did pick philly to win uh going into the game i got a little bit of hope uh kusho hernandez strike in the 20th minute which turned out to be a um ruled an own goal but the crew for a brief 15-ish minutes were had a 1-0 lead. Philly were to score two goals on penalties, controversial handballs, uh, which led to, well, the handball itself wasn't controversial, but um, the kicks basically took place out of the box, but they still gave him the pens. Uh, that was more of the controversial part. But they were to score two on pens. They would leak, um, go on to win the game four to one. The thing with the crew is, one, they this is the first game under new manager, Wilfred Nancy. Secondly, they had a lot of crew two players playing. Um, it was the debut of a lot of players like Phil Quinton, who I think actually he had a pretty good game. Um himself but another thing is they did not have Eli room in goal they had patrick schulte who was the 2021-2022 mls next pro goalkeeper of the year uh that is a tough start for his mls debut having to go up philly i think he did a decent job giving these circumstances were you able to catch any of this game i was fortunate able to know be able to enough to watch the highlights on Apple TV as well, in which when I saw the scoreline, I was like, damn, 4-1. Damn, Alex is not going to like that. But when I saw they got that first goal, I mean, it was an own goal off of Jacob Glesnes, who I don't know if you know this, but he could shoot from 50 yards out and score a goal. But um, I digress. 
And yeah, I mean, you would have thought maybe, all right, this is the Columbus crew. They always have, I mean, is it true or not true that every, every year it's, it's an up and down travel for the Columbus crew in regards to one year they suck, one year they're really good. The next year they suck and then they bounce back. I mean, that's more or less the trend I've always seen the Columbus crew on. I mean, you saw it when they won, uh, or excuse me, when they almost won MLS Cup when they hosted it. And I was like, all right, you, you guys can do this. And what was it, 20, I think it was like 2014, 20. 2015. And then what year was it when they won it? It was 20, 2021? 2020. 2020, thank you. But um, like what, what happened the year before? They, they were dead, almost dead last. And they had an epic comeback of a year. So getting that first goal, you would have thought, all right, this is Columbus coming right out the gate and telling you, bam, we're here. We're going to show you what's up. But and then, but also, you have to look on the other side. They're playing the Philadelphia Union. Came in second in the league. And lost in the MLS Cup. Finished second in Supporters' Shield. They're usually a team that once they score, they find blood in the water. And they go after goals and that's what happened here. You, you, they had an avalanche of goals that just kept coming and coming. But also, you have to give props to um, Andre Blake, the goalkeeper for Philadelphia Union, who arguably, besides maybe Memo Ochoa and whatever goalie from the U.S. men's national team, is arguably probably one of the better CONCACAF goalies in the league, and I would say even in the region. So... Props to him for you know getting his act together and and his defense you know shutting down Columbus, but uh, yeah that's all I got to say. Yep, again I had Philly going into it. Um, it was a crew two stuffed lineup. We'll see what the lineup looks like next week on uh, going into uh, their home opener against DC, uh, and we'll have to see if Patrick Schulte is still in net. Or Eli Room comes back. Well, for Nancy did say he liked Schulte, um, Schulte's performance. It would be nice if he got a start against an easier team. Um, Eli Room might be good to go. Like physically, he's good to go, but he's having like some some green card issues, I guess. So he hasn't really been able to practice. That's weird. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's in net. Come. DC. Yeah, I will. I would like to add. Yeah, when I looked at the Columbus lineup and looking at it right now, I'm like, who are half of these guys? I'm like, what happened to Pedro Santos? Did they sell him off or? Yeah, they, they sold off a fair amount of of, I guess you'd say veterans, and also just kind of like the Eli Room situation. Some of them were kind of just weird, weird circumstances. And they're also trying out a new formation this year with their new new manager. Um, so we'll see how good they look against against DC, especially me, who uh, you know, before the game looked on Twitter to see what the lineup was. And I I didn't actually look at the lineup, but I did retweet it and I was like, Oh, this is a perfectly normal lineup. And then I get to the game and I look and I'm like, who, the, who is in net? I was like, what? That's the same thing I said. Yeah. I actually did see, I saw, I get well, see at the time I didn't know it, but the, but um 
I looked and it, it did happen. I did see Patrick Schulte play on Columbus Crew 2 last year, one game, so in person. And they won 4 1 against New England Revolution 2. So there's that. Moving on to the MLS's newest team, St. Louis SC, who had, uh, I don't know, let's say sh- may shocking, but definitely an upset vi- victory against one of the better teams in the MLS in Austin, winning 3-2 on the road. They scored in the 24th, 78th, and 86th minute. Do you have any thoughts on MLS's newest team? Well, I wouldn't say I've seen a lot from them. Uh, I do know that they have a, a good following out there. I heard, I've been seeing in regards to the St. Louis crowd, they love their sports. Have you seen was where they called the Battle Hawks in the XFL? Uh, yeah. yeah, like the people love sports out there. So whenever they get a chance, they show up in droves, they show up in numbers. Um, I was able to like just look up random news broadcasts from the area. I'm um, doing research for this, and there's a lot of people like at bars and viewing parties for this. So it's looking like people are, are ready to support this. Um, in regards to the game itself, uh, I wouldn't have expected St. Louis to win this just because a lot of newer teams do struggle uh, right off the bat. But uh, I would say this game was probably the upset over, over off of opening weekend. And I mean, were you expecting St. Louis to win? Probably not. But uh, it was just, I mean, the way they won is just, uh, it's, re- I'm trying not to to curse on here, but it's really upsetting and just like shocking the way the game turned out. I don't know. What did you think about the game? Yeah, I'll read off my predictions for week one uh, and the results for them. But I, Avi, uh, I thought, it was an easy – I mean, I didn't bet on the game money-wise, but if I did, I was like, I don't know. I think it would be easy money for to pick Austin, and that was not the case going in. Like you said, you know, Cincy, as an expansion team, really wasn't good until last year. So, um, you know, you wouldn't expect St. Louis to be this good right away. You know, we'll see if they can keep up the form. They go to – they have their home opener against Charlotte next weekend. Um, and also one more note, they did last year they did have a their MLS Next Pro team had their first season a whole year uh, before the MLS team, and they made the uh, final game losing to Columbus Crew too. I did see that. I did see they were having a lot of like the first team starters get into a groove and have them play um in the, in the what is it mls next yeah. so i mean it was good that they got that practice because that's probably what helped them out in this game i mean they got a lot of help from that defender who i don't know i mean you saw i'm pretty sure you saw the highlight just blacked out like he went blind and passed it to the opposing team like bro how he like when he kicked it he he wasn't he didn't even like react like it took right when the ball hit the hit the striker, he realized, oh wait, that guy's not on my team. Like, come on, guy. Like, <laughs> it, 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 that's like like a really rookie rookie moment right there, in my opinion. Like, you can't be doing that. Now we'll look at the rest of the results for week one. I'll start with my predictions going in to the week where. 
Philly win, NYFC loss, Atlanta win, Charlotte loss, Toronto loss, Cincy win, Miami win. Um, it was, I had New York, Red Bulls, Austin, LAFC, Portland, Vancouver, Minnesota, and Seattle, uh, all wins. I went 7-6-1 and one on the teams I picked to win. And the score lines, as we said, Philadelphia 4, Columbus 1, Nashville 2, NYFC 0, Atlanta 2, San Jose 1, Charlotte 0, New England 1, DC United beat Toronto 3-2, to as we said, Cincy beat Houston 2-1, Miami beat Montreal 2-0, Orlando 1-0, St. Louis 3-2, it's Austin, Minnesota 1-1-0, uh, scoring late in that one to take it. Salt Lake City beat Vancouver 2-1. And then Sunday, Seattle won 4-0 over Colorado. And then a rescheduled one from Monday. Portland won 1-0 over Kansas City. Do you have any thoughts on the rest of the games over the weekend? Um, yeah, I'd like to highlight some of the other games that we had. Um, as you stated, we had uh, Nashville defeating New York, who New York City, who just looked like a former version of themselves. Uh, Nashville was already up 1-0 at this point, but you had the golden boot winner with Honey Mukhtar with Nashville cruising down the field with the ball with four or five New York City defenders around him. No one decided to step up. And being the former golden boot winner from last year, dribbled the ball so easily, gave it to his open man, and that's how they got their second goal. Uh, that was astonishing to see that Honey Mukhtar should be informed for next, for this whole season. Uh, another game that caught my eye was Atlanta with their epic two-goal comeback and night in the second half of stoppage time in which they won 2-1. to one. Thiago Almeida made both the goals, uh, which, fun fact, he is the first and only current, or first, I don't even know how to phrase it, he's the only guy in MLS history to currently be in the MLS to have won the World Cup. Can you believe that? Ain't that a shocker? But um, going down the, the rest of the, the stat lines here, uh, DC United defeated Toronto, as you said, 3-2, to two, in which DC was down, I think, 2-1. to one. And then similarly in the Atlanta game, had two stoppage time goals to get the last-minute victory. So shout-out to them. Shout-out to uh, Wayne Rooney's staff for um, getting it done, getting the comeback. Even though a lot of people would have expected Toronto to do better with uh, – with Insigne out there and his other Italian buddy on the sideline. Uh, um, also, watch out for Miami. Uh, they got Joseph Martinez. I think I think his name's Leonardo Campagna. I think he's coming back from injury. And uh, they also were able to recover uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, who uh, he's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, watch out for them. But, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, all the games that kind of caught my attention this past weekend and some of the players. All right. We'll look at the table briefly before looking at next week's schedule. Uh, for the Eastern Conference, you have Philly with, in first with three points and plus three goal differential. Um, one to eight are all tied on three points. It's Philly first, Miami, Nashville, D.C., Atlanta, Cincy, New England, and Orlando, and 
9 to 15 all have zero points. That is Chicago, Toronto, Charlotte, Red Bull, Montreal, NYFC, and rounding out my Columbus crew with minus three goal differential. Western Conference, you have Seattle leading with three points plus four goal differential. And two to five all have three points. Seattle one, St. Louis, RSL, Minnesota, Portland, and then six to 14 have zero. That's LA Galaxy, LAFC, which did those two didn't play. Um, Atlanta, Vancouver, Houston. You mean Earth Austin? <laughs> you said you said Atlanta. You mean Austin? Yes, Austin eighth, Vancouver ninth, Houston ten, Earthquakes eleven, Dallas twelve, Sporting KC thirteenth, Colorado rounds out the worst team in the league right now, fourteenth with minus four goal differential. We'll take a look at the Columbus Crew versus DC United game. First, um, see, said DC beating Toronto three to two, uh, comeback win, crew falling four to one. Uh, what are your thoughts about this matchup? I mean, now going into the second game of the season, we're gonna see if either of those wins or losses were a fluke. Um, DC under new head coach Wayne Rooney, who also was a former player who was pretty good in my opinion during his time in the MLS and at DC um, hopefully they are inspired now from this win and can keep keep the ball rolling uh, for Columbus uh, like I said they got a new head coach as well uh, hopefully now they kind of saw what what they're dealing with on the field and you know they could try to develop a game plan that works for them because like I said it this will this will break the street this will Having the new head coach now is going to make or break their season in regards to are are they going to keep going down or are they going to stay down or is this where they're going to have their up year finally and you know we're going to see Columbus Crew make the playoffs once again and make a deep run for it but uh like like I kind of said pre- previously you're going to just have to wait and see soccer is uh it's not a sprint you're really, you're doing a lot of sprinting but it's more of a marathon sport in regards to developing tactics developing chemistry. But uh, yeah, um, this should be a good a good matchup. I think Columbus Crew will take the win in a close one. I think maybe two one Crew, maybe two nil. But I think maybe two one's probably safer. You know, it's their home opener And DC. Uh, last year was pretty bad, but they do have the momentum going in, taking out um, Toronto. But Toronto was also pretty bad. So I think Crew will, you know, also they might be getting some of their some of their guys back, like Eli Room potentially. Um, I think it'll be a close Crew win in their home opener. We'll take a look at the other Ohio team who's playing a better opponent who made the playoffs in the seventh seed last year, Orlando, and that will be their first game on the road. Um, since he, um. The momentum beating Houston two to one. Um, with Orlando also beating Red Bulls one nil last week. What do you think about um this matchup between two playoff teams last year? So just to start off really quick, we have to remember one thing. 
Orlando currently are the reigning defending U.S. Open Cup champions, and they're letting everybody know it. Uh, however, Orlando is and has been a underdog type of team where they've had really good pieces on their squad, but they could just never make it work. You know, when they first came into the league, they had they had Kaká. Um, dang it, I'm I'm forgetting the guy's name. He's one of the Canadian national players that was really good, and he just said, "You know what? I want player no more." But uh, right now, they have this guy Facundo Torres, who last year I thought was far like by none, like probably one of their best players in a long time. And then um, oh, dang, I'm trying to remember. And Inglise, uh, the goalkeeper, he's really good as well in the back. But uh, Orlando is they're they're a scrappy team. They'll play you to a draw on purpose, on purpose. So even if they're if they're losing, they'll play to the draw and go home happy with it because they'll take that that point and go home. But uh, for Cincy, yeah, they're gonna have to find a way to to break Orlando. Cause if not, it's gonna be a scrappy game. Uh, same thing even. Um, I forgot to mention even for like the DC and Columbus game, like some of these these games could turn into a slow burning game where you don't know what's gonna happen if a goal comes out of nowhere. So I'm kind of expecting that in this matchup as well, just due to the fact that since he's still kind of on the rise and Orlando is, you know, a, a tough run and gun type of type of team. So, so yeah, um, I think. Though Orlando's gonna stick out for the win here, but yeah, don't be surprised if it's a slow tie. Yeah, I think a draw is probably a decent bet. Although I don't pick draws ever, so I think I think I'm gonna go Cincy two to one. I think it'll be close. You know, you said I think it could go either way. I just think Cincy's still gonna be able to carry momentum. Um. And I think they might win, you know, two to one as well. The only thing is, the only thing that really does concern me is it is a road game. Uh, you know, first of the year or two. So we'll have to see how good Cincy does um, in a hostile environment. But I think I'd still confident enough to pick them uh, two to one. Look at, you know, in your neck of the woods, the debuting LA teams, you got, the return of the champions, LAFC versus Portland. Who do you think will win that game? Well, this is an interesting matchup, not just due to the fact that LAFC are reigning champs and Portland won their game on Monday, which got also got rescheduled. But um, it's an interesting matchup because, well, like I said, <laughs> one team has played, one team hasn't. Uh, we don't know currently where uh, LAFC is mentally or physically or if they're even match fit for this game. But uh, if if memory serves me right, they do have a lot of good players. They have Carlos Vela. They, uh, they have Buwanga. They just got rid of uh, uh, Chucho Orango. Uh, he's going out to... He got sent out to Pachuca. Um, but uh, yeah, I think LAFC is looking to go for a repeat. Uh, they want to start off strong because, you know, you, you we don't know what, what, what capacities they're at right now. But on the other side, you have Portland Timbers, who I would say more or less dominated Sporting Kansas City in their 1-0 victory on Monday in the cold, which, by the way, their thing almost got postponed because it snowed over there. But, um, yeah, it, it should be a good game because Portland, usually they're another 
scrappy team as well. Uh, LAFC, they like to play fast and clean. So we're going to have to see how the two styles match up. Uh, I would say, I guess you could say LAFC might be the victors in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get another draw. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I'm I'm like you. Whenever I have to pick a a score line, like for importance, I usually go for wins. Yeah, I think it might be like a one nil LAFC win. The thing that concerns me, you know, is pretty good, and they have, like you said, played the game against Sporting KC one one nil. So they might have their legs under them more than LAFC. But I think LAFC. You know, they're going to be getting their rings and all the celebrations. So I don't think they'll be keen to lose, even if it is their first game. I think I'll pick, like, 1-0 LAFC win. we on to the other debuting LA team. LA Galaxy against Dallas. What do you think about the Galaxy's first game? Well, same thing similar to uh, LAFC in Portland. We don't know where the LA Galaxy are capacity-wise in regards to your mentality or f- physicality. But uh, going on to the road to Dallas, who who lost their opening home game, their opening matchup, uh, we're going to see how how Dallas bounces back from that. But uh, in regards to the the Galaxy, they got Ricky Pooj, uh, Dejan Jovulich, uh, De- no Chicharito Hernandez, uh, out to a, I believe a hamstring injury, but um, yeah, we're gonna see what happens with their squad. They got uh, Tyler Boyd who they just signed. Um, they also signed Memo Rodriguez. They play out on the wing, I believe. But uh, yeah, we're gonna see how the Galaxy um uh, favor up against Dallas. Um, if memory serves me correct, the LA Galaxy have not won in Dallas since like 2014 or 2015. So. A, we're going to see if, one, they can get a win. Two, we're going to see if the Galaxy can break the streak. And and three, I don't know, it's the Galaxy. They're always up and down. <laughs> um, For Dallas, they got Paul Ariola, Sebastian Legit. Um, They're pretty good. Uh, they got Jesus Ferreira playing up top. I think he's trying to make a, a name for himself in regards to uh, playing for the U.S. men's national team, proving that he is a, a proven forward. And, you know, he could get goals whenever he can by himself. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how they favor against this LA Galaxy team that no one has seen play uh, a, a regular season match yet. So, I mean, my gut feeling, I, I want to say the Galaxy are going to win. Uh, I did see last year's game there where I think the Galaxy had two chances to take the lead or at least even tie the game, and they squandered both of them. So... We're just going to have to wait and see what happens in this matchup, but fingers crossed that the Galaxy pull it off. I think I would go 1-0 Galaxy. Um, You know, like we said, Dallas has a game in hand, which they did lose, unlike Portland, but it is on the road for LA. Uh, First game of the season, don't have their legs on, um, you know, on them yet, but Dallas is a pretty low-on-the-table team, so I think LA could squeak out a one nil. Um, I don't think I'd be that. I mean, it's only week one. <laughs> I wouldn't look at the table yet. I just want to see where the team's at mentally and physically, because then that would give us a starting point. Because by at least the tenth game, you should be like, all right, this is what we got. This is what we have to improve on, or this is what we could be consistent on. So yeah, 
just gotta I for per- personal reasons I would hold off on like looking at the table. I mean it does look good to see your team up on the top. But once you get into the dog days of summer, similar to baseball, it's a struggle out there, man. Yeah. Just saying like Dallas finished eleventh last year too. So just kind of going off last year's uh you know, um they're a lower table. But Galaxy kinda were were as well. So I still think Galaxy's a better side. So I th- I think I think one nil. No, yeah. On paper, they should have way a way better time going yes. up against Dallas. On the field, I don't know. Yeah, that's basically the dilemma <laughs> going into that one. That one will be interesting. My picks for the rest of the week. Um, like I said, I say Columbus over DC, LAFC over Portland. I've got Atlanta over Toronto. Philly over Miami, New England over Houston, Nashville over Red Bulls, go Cincy over Atlanta, Austin over Montreal, NYFC over Chicago. Like we said, I'd take Galaxy over Dallas. I think I'd go St. Louis over Charlotte for their home debut. You know, two two wins in a row for them. I'd go Colorado over Kansas City. That one's kind of tight, though. They're both kind of not good. Um, I'd go Vancouver over San Jose. I think Vancouver's slightly better. And I'd take Seattle over Real Salt Lake. All right, wrapping up this episode of Locker Soccer, the MLS podcast. What is going on recently on your podcast, Rambling Runoff? Well, right now we're uh, covering, I mean, to speak about my podcast, Rambling Ralph, we do cover uh, an assortment of different sports. Um, currently, uh, on our most recent podcast that should be coming out soon, uh, we did talk about a little bit of the NBA, the All Star Game, if there's a way to improve it. Um, some LeBron James news, uh, Durant to the Suns, you know, it, how this will affect his career. We also kind of did dabble in some MLS news as well. Uh, we did kind of look forward to uh, the Caleb Plant versus uh. A Benavidez fight that's going to be taking place in March very soon, and a bunch of other things, whatever you can name NASCAR, XFL, I don't know, FIFA, whatever, wherever you can, whatever you could think of, we're most likely talking about it. But uh, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Been good to have Robert from Rambling Runoff Podcast on. This has been Locker Soccer, the MLS podcast from Out of Red Zone, signing off. <laughs>